This is the Beyond the Veil podcast, episode eight. This week, we're going to recap the Governor's Cup and talk about everything in the land of the cards, football, and basketball. I'm your host, Caleb Hall, joined by first-time co-host Austin today. Yes, sir. How's it going? Well, pretty good to be a Kentucky fan. Yeah, this is a, the first Kentucky uh, fan we've had on the show, so hopefully it doesn't go haywire. We'll have to scrap them indefinitely for all the coming future. No, I'm here to stay. We're going to try and keep it civil today, but there's no uh, there's no promises from either side here. Uh, yeah, we're uh, covering the Governor's Cup. The Cards lost 26-13, bit of a low-scoring game. Um, the Cards could never really uh, take control of this game. They're down 14-0 early. Uh, could never really take the lead or seem like they were in it almost the entire game. Yet, it wasn't 52-21, so... You lost by less than 50 points this year, so I, I congratulate only, you on that. We only lost by 31 last year. That's improvement. Well, the year before was even worse, I think. So, yeah. Or the two years before has been playing 2020. Yeah. At least yeah, we didn't have 300 rushing yards on you from one player, like Olin Bowden, that one year. So, Also, uh, it may sound like we're talking to a trash can at the moment because we had some technical difficulties, so we don't really know what it's going to sound like, but... Hopefully you can hear our voices and, you know, it's, you you can make out what we're talking about. Uh, let's, we're, so we're going to recap UK first and then we're going to take a look around the league and uh, how both of these teams this seasons have gone and uh, what we think about it. Uh, what was on the line for UK this week against Louisville, you think? Bragging rights, honestly. And going into this season, us Kentucky fans were looking at a 10-2, and 9-3 finish. Anything under seven and five would have just been total disappointment. Seven and five is disappointing in itself, but like it was just like, you know, 
we're playing just to not have a total failure of a season today. And I mean, we ended up winning disappointing season, but at least we beat the Cardinals. Well, I mean, I feel like Mark Stoops always has a riled up for this game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they were six and five. You lose this game six and six. I mean, who did you beat? I mean, nobody really. I mean, besides Mississippi State, our best wins are Mississippi State and Florida. I'd say Florida's not even. Florida's okay. I mean, they're no Vanderbilt, but <laughs> nah. I feel like the Vanderbilt loss kind of just that was our losses this season. At least two of them were total coaching. I mean, especially South Carolina. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> Trust me. We'll get into old, old, old Rich. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the uh, the Kentucky offense, I mean, it, it wasn't spectacular by any sense of the word. But No, it wasn't at all this season. But they had almost 350 yards. Uh, it seemed like whenever Chris Rodriguez got the ball, he got at least three yards on every carry. That's Chris Rodriguez. He's one of those dudes where it's, you give him the ball that first hit, he's not going uh, It's almost all downhill. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Levis was 11 of 19 for 188 yards, uh, almost 10 yards per pass. He didn't, you know, play like amazing or anything, but he made throws when it happened. But he also, you know, had those uh, balls that were 95 mile an hour. And that, straight into the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, this is one of his more like efficient games of the season, though, compared to like other games, especially Tennessee, you know. He had some bad games, but this this game, Rich, I think, called pretty well, surprisingly. And but, well, I mean, on on the, I mean, the first drive was pretty bad for Kentucky, but the second drive when they had that like sixty five yard or whatever it was, it was a catch from one of the tight ends, I uh, think. Yeah, freshman Josh Caddis. Yeah, he had two receptions for seventy six yards. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling that 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 one was probably seventy one. Yeah, the other he's one was five. He's gonna give you all trouble. He's only a true freshman, so be right. No, I mean, he was wide open. I mean, hey, that's that Louisville defense, so ACC defense, baby. (laughs) It's like the biggest play they've given up since week five, probably. That was probably our longest passing play of the year, if I'm wrong. We only had, I can't remember the stat right off the top of my head, but going into like the last six games of the season, we only had maybe like five or six 20 plus yard passes. Heading into the back half. Well, I mean, even in this game, I mean, remember it was like a third and 17. Kentucky got 15 off a wide receiver screen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just stuff set up in the backfield that's easy for Levis to get across. Yeah. Just had playmakers that like Barry Brown and Dane Key. They're guys that if you give them the ball, they will make men miss and they will, you know, pick up yards no matter what. They had had Barry on with the end zone fade. It was a touchdown in the fourth quarter, I think, or in the third. Yeah, it was the third quarter. That was a pretty throw from Levis. So you gotta give it to him. That was a good, good pitching catch. He had a, he he had a, he had a few good throws. Yeah, he played know? pretty well. And he and he wasn't being, you know, his usual cocky, you know. Oh, he threw the L's down. Oh yeah, but like he like he wasn't like stomp all over the place being a dick. Like he yeah. usually is. It's rivalry week. You gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, I like I love that he came in though for Penn State and just full on went into the rivalry. I love it. All the players, yeah, but, even Barry on Brown, remember when he got on the big screen and he's just, just waiting for the kickoff, throwing the L's down, the place goes nuts. There was a video. It was Barry on Brown. He walked into the stadium like a good like minute oh, and a half, two yeah. minutes, two minutes. Cat was just L's down the, the whole walked, way. L's down the whole time. I don't know. It's just it's like a character trait for UK fans almost. Yeah, we throw it up a lot. I mean I I see a lot of children 
throwing it up, especially like at random games, especially if the camera's right in front. The L's down right in the camera. We do it a lot, you know. It's whatever. I mean, I, they, we care about the rivalry, though. There's no problem. I mean, it bothers me, obviously, but there's no problem with it in, on last Saturday night. But yeah, Wade Kentucky's playing South Carolina, and they're throwing L's down. It, it's just like it's like they're obsessed with it to 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 a degree. To a degree, they are. Yeah, I mean, I don't personally walk around throwing L's down all the time, but you know, gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. And throwing the L's down might just be. You know, I think we got to do. Yeah, well, Will Levis. Uh, I don't. Know, I really wanted to get in the backfield and like break his head open. That was really, really did. That was one of the biggest takeaways from this game was our line played really well, especially against the Louisville front five. Y'all are super solid. It's front seven, isn't it? Yeah, we yeah we we had. Uh, I only think we had. You have one sack. I think. One sack on the game. We might have gotten. Levis in the backfield. I don't think, even think we had that many tackles for loss. No, not really. You had. I know you hit Rodriguez on a few, but you honestly did not. Your tackles for loss were not that. Yeah, we had. Uh, well, we we actually had two sacks on the day and six tackles for loss. Uh, one was given to Ashton Gelati and one to Yaya Diaby. Yusir Abdullah didn't do a whole lot for being you know, top five in the ACC. Player of year voting, only four tackles on the day for him. But uh, Louisville events didn't play terrible. They were kind of slow to start in that first half, but those turnovers, you know, setting Kentucky up in the end zone in the in the first half and the second half, gave up ten points. That pretty much changed the entire game because Kentucky won the turnover battle. Plus three, that that was huge considering that like. Kentucky going into this game, we have been like very turnover prone. Like we always have some sort of fumble, some sort of, you know, Levis always ends up throwing a pick. I mean, I think he had 17 touchdowns to like before this game going in, like 17 touchdowns to 10 interceptions this season. Not exactly his best season, you know, but number one pick in the draft, number seven, number, yeah. seven, <laughs> number, seven. number seven. He's going to the Panthers, baby. Screw Baker Mayfield. But uh, no, he. <laughs> He he played good, uh, more efficient than normal. He'd been dealing with injuries, but just the people around him stepped up this game between the O-line, you know, defense obviously played really yeah. well this game. Brad White always has uh, guys in order for that. I feel like... Unless it's Vanderbilt, then, like... then we won't be in order. But, I mean, Louisville ran the ball really well that game. Yeah, we did, but we, we had to stop running it in the fourth quarter because we were down... So the plus of taking a fourteen point lead on y'all. Well, it was it was twenty six to seven at the end of the third. Yeah, I mean uh, that's not not where you want to be. No, per se. it's definitely not where you want to be. And I mean, you know, people are you know saying Satterfield doesn't understand the rivalry. Well, I mean, he he had his balls out, underwear off the entire game. <laughs> I mean, he was going for it. He's so whiny, man. I can't stand him. He, but the thing is, he doesn't whine. He never does that. That that call where he was like yelling at the refs for like five straight minutes—that was the most angry I've ever seen in my entire life. He needs to take a book out of Mark Stoops's page and just go bananas every time something happens. I mean, there could be just an incomplete pass that Levis just doing the dirt, and freaking Stoops is just screaming at a referee, <laughs> turning into Bob the Tomato. I mean, he he, gets he goes red. bonkers. He gets red. He gets extremely red. He gets cardinal red, baby. Hey, go cards. Go cards. 
but uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like we played terrible. We just, we just like there were moments where we kind of threw the game away, mm-hmm. like the like like the turnovers, and we didn't have a good quarterback in the game uh, for the entire game. When have you had a good quarterback? Not since uh, like several weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Malik has been not a hundred percent. Brock's, you know, I mean, he's he's you know he he's there. I mean, he's definitely there. Definitely no, is there. He's not doing a whole lot while he's on the. I mean, Brock was fourteen to twenty one, which is what sixty six percent, which isn't terrible. But he had fourteen completions for one hundred and twenty nine yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And a, a terrible, terrible fumble. I'm not sure what was going through his mind. He just kept backing up, and he just kept going. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he got rim rocked. Fumble recovered by Louisville native J.J. Weaver. Yeah. I heard he's going to transfer to Louisville next year. I don't think That's hard to believe. No, J.J. Weaver is either coming back next season or he's going pro. He's It's one of those two. He's a Kentucky boy through it. He wouldn't look good in the red. Doesn't suit him. He's from Louisville. Senior senior six fingers is Louisville's he worst does, nightmare. He does have six fingers. He does have six fingers, yes. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, 120 yards, long of 20, 24 carries. Juton McLean? Yep, that's how you say it. Is, yeah, 10 carries for 50 yards. He played surprisingly well. He has not been very efficient this season. He's much more of a receiving back, but, I mean, he was getting outside, breaking tackles, pushing the pile a little bit. So that was impressive. Yeah. He he had some de- some decent runs. Uh, Will Levis, I don't think he ran the ball, but... This... Uh, he ran the ball on that overturned touchdown from the penalty. Mm-hmm. I think that right, was really well, only rush. Yeah, but it says he had five carries for negative 10 yards, but, you know, that's sacks, sacks and stuff, so we're not yeah. going to count that. But Kentucky had 150... 158 uh, yards on the ground, 188 yards passing. Uh, Very balanced game. Yeah, uh, you had five receivers getting the mix there. Uh, Barry on Brown caught a touchdown, obviously. Uh, and then Dane Key caught a touchdown. Other than that, though, I mean, it's not really that, like... And those are our two guys anyways. I mean, if we're going to throw to anybody most of the time, you're going to see it thrown to Barry on Brown or Dane Key. They're the guys that if you put it up, they're catching up. But, I mean, Kentucky, the, those numbers don't really jump out of you on the offensive side. But then you look at the Louisville offensive side. Jawar Jordan, 145 yards off 22 carries. He hurdled a man at some point. Oh, yeah. He, 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 he looked pretty good. Maurice Turner, 33 yards on seven carries. Malik Cunningham had a rushing touchdown. So the rushing attack was pretty good. But, you know, when you're down 19 points, you can't. You can't really run the ball every play, even though we uh, still did that. But Tyler Hudson had a touchdown catch in the fourth quarter. Marshawn Ford and Braden Smith, we really didn't get much of our receivers involved. Even though Amari Amari Bruce was on the field, apparently he caught a pass for negative two yards. It's it's a Carrington-Valentine defense. (laughs) They uh, Satterfield was throwing it towards Valentine almost every play. He was. But, I mean... Rightfully so. He's very, he'll shut a guy down, but he usually commits some sort of penalty in the process of it. It's like, oh, yeah, you knocked down a 25-yard bomb, but there's a pass interference penalty. So, I mean, (laughs) it's give and take with him. You know, coaches from the coaching staff obviously came out and said that he was going to be like a possible NFL prospect at the end of this year. But, uh, yeah, they said that it was from Vince Merrow's mouth. He goes, Carrington Valentine is going to be a superstar in an NFL corner. I can't say I agree with that. And 
I, I can't, I don't see it, but I mean, you know, you never know. But, but I think carrying into that, Kentucky's defense really was the star of this game, I'd say. Yeah, no, because Kentucky only scored 26. That's not. It's one of our higher scoring games I mean, of the year. I mean, you can lose a game scoring 26 points a game. But Louisville scoring 13, obviously, is an issue. But I think you have a healthy Malik Cunningham. Louisville probably wins this game. I can see that, but I still think that Kentucky's defense is good enough against those scrambling quarterbacks that we can shut yeah. them down. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, he just, you know, just that one read, you mm-hmm. know, threw it to Tyler Hudson. I mean, he, he's been our leading receiver in every game this year. He just keeps, I mean, he just, he just throws it to the same guy almost every time. Kentucky, however, had four sacks and six tackles for loss um, and forced one fumble and two interceptions. One fumble, two picks, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, plus three on the turnover margin was the entire game there. Yeah, without those, especially that first Malik pick where he threw it just in the triple coverage for, like, no reason Yeah, at that all. was absolutely terrible. Yeah, that was, like, game-changing, that pick was. Oh, because you guys were up, like... It was seven to zero. Maybe. It was right out of halftime. Right yeah. out of halftime. So I mean, we had the momentum going into halftime, but we just kind of lost it in the third quarter there with those turnovers. Definitely. Uh, neither, neither team really shot themselves in the foot either. Lola, I mean, I guess she had five penalties for fifty-seven yards. Kentucky had nine penalties for fifty-six yards. More false starts and offsides. We'll, we'll add the bigger penalties there. And the uh, time of possession was pretty even. Yeah, this was a very run-heavy game. It was yeah. one of the quickest football games I think I've ever been to. Yeah. I feel like that was over so fast. Yeah, it was over in about three hours. Three, three hours, three and a half hours. Take, which is pretty short for a football game. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to say about the game? Or, I mean, you want to... I mean, not really. Uh... It's a good way for Kentucky to end their season on a win against Louisville. I mean, I'll, I'll take a win against Louisville. I don't care if you guys are the best team in the country or have no wins. Or winning. I, I want to beat you every year. You've beat us both times, both ways. Yes, we have. And so it's good to see. This was a good win to get us back on track going into the bowl game. Honestly, it wasn't a bad called game by Rich. I think he called pretty well, schemed pretty well against Louisville's defense. Used our bigger guys, outmuscled you, you know, SEC, ACC. SEC is most of the time stronger. Um, it was just a good way for Levis and Rodriguez to kind of just go out, I think. Well, he, yeah, well, he ran a lot of those two tight end sets, you know, just blocking on, on, on the edges there, just trying to put the biggest guys up there as possible. Because Lowell's uh, quick, but they're not the most powerful, you know, team. But they can get around people. But you put those tight ends there, it makes it a little harder. Mm-hmm. for us to get around. That's the biggest difference, I think, with ACC and SEC. It's just the size of the guys compared, you know, between both leagues. Oh, also, Kentucky plays, you know. No, I wouldn't even say they play that better competition, but they play bigger competition. Yeah. And But this was a good way for us to go out. Obviously, it wasn't the season that we hoped for, but we got out of it, and we're going to go into next season, hopefully with higher hopes and bigger aspirations. Yeah, it was a good, and I'm happy for Levis that he finishes 2-0 against Louisville. It's been a long time since we've had a quarterback really, like, shine in certain aspects against Louisville. Like, we had Terry Lewis, Terry, Lewis, Terry Wilson, I think. He he went undefeated against Louisville. In his... Well, he played one game against us, didn't he? Or no? Yeah, one, yeah, one game. 
one game. Technically two, but it was Lynn Bowden started that other game. Yeah, that wasn't even. Yeah, but uh, I mean, but we've never had that quarterback that can like throw like Levis can. And so having that quarterback that comes in and can actually complete passes on your defense was, that was nice. And just showing that right now Louisville is trending in the right direction and Kentucky kind of took a step back this season. But I think this score indicates that things are getting more even between the two teams. Yeah, well, I mean, you got, you know, because Lowell really dominated. And then 2016, Stephen Johnson threw for 800 yards, and Kentucky won that game. Johnson to Garrett, touchdown, first play of the game. And and then, Beautiful. and you can, you know, I mean, like, we Ooh. were, we were at the game and they showed the Lamar fumble. I mean, that's just like, it's like engraved in UK football fans' brain. Yeah, that man. Fumble. Stevie got loose in the Lamar fumble. I mean, hey, that's part of it. It's rivalry week. Yeah, and then 2017, you know, we we went to Kroger Field demolished. Yeah, I was at that game. Left that at halftime. That was a butt whooping. It was not fun to sit in. And then, you know, 2018, Louisville's 2-10. and 10, Bobby Petrino, you know, just gives up. Uh, that was brutal. And then 2019, you guys were down. We were kind of up a little bit. And then you guys blew us out. 2020, we didn't play. Last year, Louisville kind of had, like, some false sense of, you know, that they were actually good. You were very excited going into that game, thinking that you would beat us. Like, 8-3 and three Kentucky coming into Cardinal Stadium. Like, I remember you saying, like, I think we're going to win, like, genuinely. And then, well, we were on a hot, I mean, we we won two in a row. Against Syracuse and Duke. <laughs> That's tough competition. You know, right so and it just plus we were we were we were in every game last year. Except the games against SEC teams. Got blown out against Ole Miss first game of the year. Got blown mm-hmm. out against Kentucky last game of the year. So I mean just goes to show. But this year, you know, we actually won against good competition. Yeah, what, two top fifteen wins at least with between Wake Forest and Yeah, Syracuse. well I mean I'm not serious. No, we we beat Wake Forest, who were who was top ten at the time, and then we beat NC State, who was ranked. They were ranked, or they were ranked when we beat them, and now they're ranked now. Mm-hmm. But and then when we lost to Clemson and to UK, Clemson was ranked. I mean, our only bad loss is that BC loss, which is still bewildering to me. Mm-hmm. How you lose to BC, but we probably don't beat Wake Forest if we. Beat BC, in my opinion. Yeah, I could see that. And it was a good thing, too, for Kentucky to come in and get a ranked win, too. We haven't had a ranked win against a pretty <laughs> solid opponent. If you want to call it that. I mean, you had the number next to your name, so that's all I'm saying. You did come into this game pretty hot, though. I mean, after the Wake Forest and the NC State wins. I mean, those well, were... I mean, Louisville's, what, two and three? And then they win, like, five in a row or four in a row. It's huge. But, I mean... Yeah, no, I mean, like, if Louisville is, like, five and six going into this game, then the line's probably, like, 12. But I see, though, if you guys coming in five and six in that game, that's Satterfield going balls to the wall, trying not to lose his job. And that is his job. Well, Th- That game would have been his job if you guys were fighting for Boyle. No, but, I mean, he was seven and four. Now, if he would have won this game, they probably would have extended him on the field. Oh, definitely, yeah. That This is the last hump that Satterfield needs to get over. He's got his signature wins with Wake Forest and NC State. Now he needs to come in and beat Kentucky. Yeah, no. I mean, I said the same thing against Clemson. You know, it's the two things that 
Well, I guess Petrino did beat the shit out of Kentucky for a while there. He did. He did. But, I mean, we've never beat Clemson. Never. I mean, like 0-8 now, I think. But, no, we don't got to play them every year, so. Hey, good for you. It's something positive to look forward to. Maybe you can catch them on and off here. DJ Ugalungale coming to Kentucky. It's going to throw it all over that little Gladly, defense. gladly. Gladly take him. Hey. He's a he's a walking totem pole. He can't throw a ball. He's not even that athletic, honestly. No. He's just kind of there. He's just kind of, he's like 6'4". He's just a big dude. He's, a, he, he's humongous. I mean, I, I don't I don't understand the the hype behind DJU, but that's that. Lowell finishes seven five, um, one five out of their. I don't know. They 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 were on a hot streak and then they lost two of the last three. But they beat NC State, lost to UK. UK kind of salvages their season after starting what four and oh five. Four four and oh yeah we're the four. No, 5-0, and because oh, we came in, we were going to be 6-0 and oh going into the bye week against... We were trying to be 6-0 and oh going into Tennessee. Yeah. We, Kentucky, this is a... It's kind of a failure of a season in some regards. It's, to fa- it's, it's not a failure. failure more we, of a disappointment. I don't think it's a failure because of, you know, Kentucky football standards, but based on the talent that they had, you're having a first-round projected quarterback and not really utilizing him to his full potential. Having our O-line that has had five draft picks over the last four years, having them play just awful injuries, suspensions. I mean, there was so much that could have gone wrong this season that did go wrong. And, like, we had some players not pan out. Like, I don't think Tavion Robinson really panned out very well in Kentucky. He was more like, he had a good few first games, but he was more or less non-existent towards the end of the season. Just, yeah, this this was just a season of what could have been, more or less, for Kentucky. Like, I read a stat the other day that if we had scored at least 25 points in all but one game this season, we'd have one loss on the year, and that's Tennessee. <laughs> it, like, and we scored yeah. 26 this game off of kicking four field goals. Which is a... Which is a miracle, a miracle in itself that we made four field goals. Like, you, you can attest to it. The whole stadium went nuts every time we made a field goal. I've never seen so many Kentucky fans be so nervous. Like, our kicking used to be just guaranteed makes with Austin McGinnis and Noel, Mark, Matt, Ruffalo, the Avenger himself coming in and kicking that ball. I mean, it's either a high snap, goes over his head, just straight up shanks it, kicks a knuckleball. I mean, anything and everything that could have gone wrong for us this year at some point went wrong, you know? Well, I mean... You know, let's say you beat Vanderbilt in South Carolina. Well, nine you're wins. Gonna nine, nine and three. That's a totally different. I mean, that's a totally different outlook of how this season would have gone. Oh, you, you, know? you, you might be going to Outback Bowl, or that uh, we ain't going to the Citrus Bowl again. We've played in that like two times in the last four years. But you know, now you're looking at the Cheese It Bowl or the Military <laughs> Bowl. Yeah, we're looking at something not great. I mean, we're, I'm okay. Like, going back to Kentucky football itself, like, just making a bowl game for us is something that I think is we should all be pleased with because, I mean, we had years of just sucking so bad that we us getting four wins was monumental for our season. I mean, yeah. you know, 
So just consistently getting into a bowl game is something that I don't think Kentucky fans should take for granted. But this season with these new expectations was somewhat disappointing. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Kentucky, again, finishes 7-5, and five, Louisville 7-5. and five. Definitely not ranked after the playoff rankings came out on Tuesday there. But, uh, yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a look around the league here. I know there were some pretty huge upsets last week. Definitely. I think the biggest one is our boys over at LSU. Yeah, they, they lost to A&M. And not only did they lose to A&M, they got embarrassed by A&M. They were dominated straight up. Yeah. Uh, after the game, someone took a video of Jimbo Fisher saying, how about them Aggies? But uh, I don't think he should be saying that uh, if you only win, what, five games? Four Aggies, games? let's ride, baby. Yeah. And one of their wins was against, you know, the best teams in college football, the Miami Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. That's a real use up, baby. Use up. And, hey, the U is back. Every week. Back. The U's not back. The U's not. The U hasn't been back since 1992. Last time the U was back, Mark Stoops was on their staff with Ed Reed. So that was a long time ago. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think uh, another big game this week was the uh, Tennessee Volunteers beat Vanderbilt 56 0. <laughs> they kind of had false hope going into that game. Yeah, they beat like two mid tier teams. They beat us. And Florida, Florida, we're both like six and three. Yeah, but I mean, they haven't beat us or Florida in years at this point. So I could see how they were excited going into this one, but at the end of the day, they're still Vanderbilt. It looked like a home game for Tennessee. No, it was at Vanderbilt. So that, that one was fun to watch. I enjoyed watching 56 that game. to, I mean, that's just embarrassing. Yeah. But uh, another one was uh, obviously Notre Dame and USC. I know. I don't like to talk about the Pac-12, but, I mean, Notre Dame is pretty much an ACC team, even though they're not. But they put up a good fight. But that put USC in the top four because the Buckeyes lost. Hmm. Uh, 48-23. Harbaugh's like 2-0 against Michigan after, like, not winning a game in a decade. That, that, that was very surprising to see the Ohio State University get just handled on their home field by Michigan. That was very surprising. Yeah, I mean, they planted the flag. Hey, I mean, uh, like Stephen A. Smith said, they don't deserve to be called the Ohio State anymore. It's just Ohio State now after getting beat like that on your home field. I mean, uh, Michigan did the Baker Mayfield to to Ohio State. I hey. mean, they just... I'm more than happy to see teams plant that flag. Screw Ohio State, man. I hate them so much. They only managed to score 23 points, which is, you know, Kind of embarrassing considering they were, you know, the best offensive, the best offense in football, you know. And, you know, put quotations around that. CJ Shroud, he's going lower than Levis in the draft. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, Levis is getting drafted. When, when, when has Levis thrown for over 300 yards? At some point in his career. Yeah. He's done it. He when, did it this season. When, I didn't tell you the game. Against, I mean, against Northern Illinois? Possibly. Uh, yeah, he may have, but that's because, you know, they blitzed every play and they had Dane Fee for like a 75-yard touchdown. Yeah, but hey, I'll take any yards he can get. And Levis is going to be great. Just watch him. He's, it's all potential uh, in his draft yeah. pick. Yeah, Watch him go to the Vikings. Yeah, I hope so. I'm kidding. No, screw the Vikings, man. Skull, baby. <laughs> Cousins, he's, he's going to win MVP. 
Hey, Sunday, 1 p.m., Kirk is unstoppable. Hey, did you just do the Bills game? And, oh, no, he won a Thursday night game last week. Kirk Thuggins, baby. He won a Thursday night game last week. He won. Did. At night, on Thanksgiving. I was I'm surprised, tired. honestly. Well, he, he did throw a couple picks. I mean, it's not like... Uh, he did. Anyway, look, you gotta stop talking about Kirk Cousins. Yeah, let's get there up. was the Iron Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Alabama won 49-27. Yeah. What? It's the Hugh Freeze era in Auburn now. Yeah. Feel about that. It's Hugh Freeze, like, he smuggles, like, M&Ms. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, he, the guy, he's not right. He's got his, like, he, He's, I don't know, he's scandalous. He's the Will Wade of college football. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. So, I mean, I could see Auburn, like, going, like, 9-3 and three next year. But then, like, in that offseason, it's, like, Hugh Freeze, like, murders a man. Sneaks, <laughs> sneaks in strippers after the Iron Bowl. <laughs> like, it's totally a possibility. And then their season gets voided, Banner gets Exactly. Down. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Hung up outside of a bar. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was also Georgia, Georgia Tech. Now, I know it looks 37-14. Georgia Tech was up 7-0. One point in that game. That's one victory. Hey, That's hey, Georgia victory. Tech, though, they turned it around with that new coach for a bit there. They were better than I thought they were going to be. They yeah. still sucked, but they were better than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> they, they almost made a bowl. Almost, hey. If if, if they didn't have to play... Uh, uh, oh, my God. Did they just play? If they didn't have to play Georgia, they probably would have went to a bowl game. Yeah, they need to. They just need to forget Georgia and go back. They just need, need to play Georgia Southern for their rivalry <laughs> every year. Playing the Georgia Dome, you know. Oh, uh, what else? We got South Carolina at Clemson. Spencer Radler is on a tear, apparently. Hey, I I said going into the season, I was like, Spencer Radler's garbage. Uh, he made me eat my words. Well, he played against Kentucky. I mean, he looked bad. Yeah, he I didn't mean, look very great against Kentucky. But, I mean, he had, like, what, six touchdowns the week before this game against... They uh, ran out of fireworks. Yeah. They scored I mean, 63 points on Tennessee, which, I mean, Tennessee's defense is not great, so... It's not surprising, but, you know. I mean, Clemson's D is good. It was just weird that Radler threw from over 350 yards against him. Um, you got Oregon, Oregon State, but, again, Pac-12 football, I mean, who cares? But that game, though, I, I looked. Oregon State was down, like, 34 to, like, 10 at one point. Came oh, really? Back in the second half. I had no idea. Yeah, so that wasn't just, like, a high-scoring like, shootout. Like, no, that was Oregon State made like a twenty-something point comeback to win that game. So um, I know UCF and USF. You know USF was like one and nine. At one point, UCF was up twenty-eight to zero. Oh, jeez. UCF or USF took like a thirty-nine to thirty-five lead in the fourth quarter, and then uh, UCF scored a touchdown. It, it was like a crazy, like uh, Big Ten type of game where it's just like. No defense? Yeah, just no defense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, this Liberty lost 49-14 to the, Mexico, to the New Mexico State Aggies. That's a, I, I guess they just gave up after he left. Terry, Terry touchdowns on the water. <laughs> no, no, he was New Mexico State. He was New Mexico State. Um, I mean, that's... That's really the only important games. All the happened. important games. I mean, you had, you know, Purdue and Indiana... If anybody hey, cares about hey, that, we're bringing back Brom. Hey, bring back Brom, guys. Got some ammo. He, he didn't have he some led, ammo a couple weeks ago. He he led Purdue to the Big Ten championship game this season. Yeah, who's in that division? 
I don't know, but I mean they're gonna exactly. have to get through who? Wow. Michigan. They have to play Michigan oh, next week. All right. If, you know, I don't even. I don't want Brom. Okay. I feel he. Look, hey. he, you asked me six weeks ago. It's a different story. Yeah, I can see that. They we're on the sad attack train now. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing over. Look, Jeff Brom cannot wear a visor. That's true. as good as Scott Satterfield can. He can't pull off the all black like Scott can. Oh. <laughs> I just noticed this. Duke beat Wake. Duke beat Wake by three. Yeah, Duke apparently is good. At, uh, Riley Leonard threw for almost 400 yards. Shoot. That's not what I expect from Duke. No, I, I mean, they're just, they were bad. I mean, they were bad last year. We beat them. Like, we scored 63 points on them last year, I believe. But, I mean, it's a battle for North Carolina. No North Carolina football school can play defense. That is a fact. Is wasn't the Duke game last year the one where like Malik had like 300, 400 something rushing yards? Because that was the week he, before he you had, came uh, into the Kentucky game. Yeah, he had 300 plus passing yards and 200 plus rushing yards. Yeah, because I remember going in because the UK game was the next week, I believe, and you were like, oh, dude, Malik's going to run all over you next week. It was Duke. Yeah. What can I say? False yeah. sense of urgency. Um, Oklahoma. Oh, no, no, they lost. Texas Tech beat Oklahoma 51-48 in overtime. Mm. That is a very Oklahoma game. It's a, a, a no defense. Dylan Gabriel threw for 450 yards. Mm. Oh, your boys, Miami, going down to Pittsburgh this week. They, they, were, they were fighting for bowl eligibility. They did not get it. The U is indeed not back. Nope, 42-16 Pitt. Uh, that's, that's pretty much all. Uh, Syracuse beat Boston College. Good for them. They finally won a game after losing five in a row. So. Didn't they lose their starting quarterback for a few games there? Schrader? No, I don't, I don't think so. I, don't think so. I thought they lost Schrader. No, they were, but... they were, they were, they were, uh, six and oh. They were. And then they, uh, lost, lost to Clemson and then it was downhill after Clemson. <laughs> that's kind of the Kentucky thing. It's like, you go against a good team, then after you lose that one, that you lose like four more. Oh, well, I mean, you know, you, you say you go seven and five. You're like, yeah, that's not a bad year for a Syracuse team. But then you're like, well, you start 6-0. and You're like, oh, okay. I see. It's just kind of embarrassing. Uh, let's see anything else here. Oh, well, I forgot about these Friday night games. You had uh, Tulane and Cincinnati. Tulane won that one. That forced Tulane. That, that game was for going to the AAC championship game. Yeah, it pushed was. Tulane into the AAC. They'll play UCF, correct? Uh... I believe they're playing UCF. Yeah, probably. Yes, yeah, that's but, who I would guess. Uh, UCLA played Cal, 35-28. Again, Pac-12, we can just skim over that. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> Jack the Plumber threw for 300 yards. Hey. Um, um, NC State and North Carolina. NC State actually won that game. 30-27 uh, to 27 in double overtime. Uh, the Florida-Florida State game. That was a really good game, actually. That was 40, one of the better games I've seen this season. Yeah, 45-38, Florida State won. Florida State's actually proven to be pretty good. And then uh, Lane Kiffin lost the Egg Bowl. Why is it called the Egg Bowl? They play for, like, a golden egg. But why? I don't know. It's Mississippi, man. They do what they want. True. You know what that state is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not skip over Arkansas versus Missouri, too. That game was actually, if you watched that game, it was actually a pretty good game. Arkansas-Missouri? Yeah. Arkansas, it was a very close game. That game came down to a fourth down stop. It was very entertaining. Ar 
Arkansas kind of just fell off the face of the earth. They lost. They had that season where they had the game against A and M where they the ball just got ripped out of the guy's hands. And I mean, after that game, it was downhill for them. Well, they were top ten at one point. Yeah, then they got smoked by Bama, and you know, Arkansas's back. <laughs> Suey pig, baby. <laughs> Suey pig. Um. I guess we kind of already talked about what both seasons held, but uh, what type of bowl game do you think Kentucky will probably get? I mean, we had hopes of going into like New Year's Eve against, you know, in the Sugar Bowl. That, that's what we were shooting for at the beginning of the season, you know. But now with, especially with LSU losing, that pushes us back because originally if LSU had won, they would have made the playoffs more than likely. Yeah. And that would have put us in like the Gator Bowl, Outback Bowl territory. But with, and I guess they could still get there if they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. But it's unlikely they're going to do that. So, with that said, if if LSU wins, I can see Kentucky maybe making it to like the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, whatever it's called, or maybe maybe the Outback Bowl by some luck. But I see South Carolina more than likely getting that game now with the Clemson win. So I can see Kentucky maybe going to like out to Vegas to the Vegas Bowl or to Memphis. Uh, I did read though we could possibly play Memphis in the uh, not Memphis uh, play in Memphis against Oklahoma, which would be pretty fun. Even though Oklahoma's kind of had a down year, I think that would be a somewhat yeah, entertaining think, game because oh, yeah. it's two defensive minded teams. Uh, obviously, Music City Bowl is a very big option for us. They're projecting us to play Iowa again. I hope to God we don't play Iowa again. <laughs> Because as we Six saw at the beginning of this season, it will be a two to three finish more than likely. I mean, Rich isn't calling the plays anymore, so that could be a positive for us. Probably a negative, but I don't know. Yeah, more more than likely either Liberty, Tax Slayer, possibly if we get lucky, then Memphis or Music City. Louisville's kind of in the same camp there. I mean, uh, a lot of people are saying military bowl or like the pinstripe bowl or like just like the military type bowl. But like it's Cincinnati, you know, though, you know, Houston, those, those type of teams. I'd love to play Cincinnati because we had a rivalry with them for years and stopped mm-hmm. playing. But uh, if, if we were, if we would have won last Saturday, we might have been able to play Purdue. But that doesn't look likely now. The Brown Bulls. Yeah, I, I mean, if if Sat would have bet would have beat Kentucky and then beat Brom in a bowl game, I mean, there's nothing else he really could have done. Mm-hmm. But he might not get that opportunity. But I feel like the bowl game's kind of big because you reach eight wins, which he hadn't done since his first season. His right? first season and beat Mississippi State in a bowl game. But we'll see what happens there. But. Both teams are going to get a middle tier bowl game, mm-hmm. not against a ranked team probably, but against like a decent another seven and five team, maybe a pretty level opponent. Yeah. Um. Usually, we here at the Beyond the Bill podcast we do a weekly Satterfield job security. You know, you're not you don't really keep up with Louisville that much, but I pay attention. Yeah, you know, they're down yeah. the road from where I live, yeah. so I pay attention. <laughs> So I know we we hadn't done the podcast in several weeks, but I think I was at like sixty percent. Yeah, I, I brushed up on the listening. I listened to everything before we did this, mm-hmm. so I just to catch up on yeah, just just to hear what chaos was ensuing on here, especially with your co-host Zach Drain, his <laughs> a bumbling idiot, might I say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was very entertaining. It was interesting to hear your just like 
opinion on Satterfield because I know we have talked about it and you know me I'm always gonna be like oh hell's down I hate Scott you know but it it, it, you know and hearing the fan base too like when I went to the James Madison game this year with you guys just to hear like people around the state just furious with Satterfield especially after it's really just our section I think yeah (laughs) that was the funniest thing Louisville fans are very positive fans that's what I've that's what I figured out y'all are very optimistic and you you have a lot of hope. Yeah, no, it like this <laughs> our our whole section, you know, we just had to get the season tickets next to the loudest. I don't want to disrespect fellow Lowell fans, but there's just a ginormous lady behind us that screams at the top of her lungs about how Scott Satterfield should be fired. And uh you know, she wasn't there for the weight game, which I just thank God for. <laughs> she missed the best game of the season. Exactly. <laughs> and I got to enjoy it. But uh yeah, no, I mean we're we're pretty optimistic, but like I said, I think last time I did this, I was at like sixty percent, or no, I was probably at like fifty because Wake. It was we, about a fifty. We 50 we, we hadn't we hadn't of uh, we hadn't beaten Wake yet. No, yeah, the last one I think was your preview for Wake, so you were like, if you wins this Wake game, it shoots way up. But if you're asking me, does Scott Satterfield get fired after the bowl game like this season? I say it's a hundred percent. That he keeps his job. Yeah. Now, if you want to go overall, like what does next year hold? I think next year is a big year, so I'm gonna go like, like if you ask me, does Scott Satterfield get fired in the next three years? I'm gonna give him like a 65 percent chance of, of keep, getting fired uh, of keeping his, keeping, of his keeping his job. That's not bad, but uh, yeah, I I don't really have anything to say on that that much. I mean, he seems like a pretty mediocre coach but it'll be interesting <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what he does with this recruiting class coming in next season yeah i know because we'll uh we'll have a staple of running backs some de- some decent receivers and uh hopefully uh i guess it's not called a franchise quarterback but you're like uh, he he was the guy that got all the other guys to come Maybe this is he... your your stud this yeah this is your guy that's gonna not your next lamar but he's gonna be the face of your program. yeah yeah kind of like a uh I can't think of an example. Levis. But, but how Levis has kind of been like the face of Kentucky football the past yeah, two years. Yeah. He's gonna be your you he's gonna be your Levis. <laughs> I feel if you want him to be Yeah, that. yeah. No, I don't want him to be a, a punk ass bitch. But look, let's not <laughs> let's not go there. Um uh, keep it classy. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's a it's definitely a huge year. I feel I feel like for both teams it's kind of a huge year next year mm-hmm. uh for Stoops. I mean, we already extended Stoops through twenty. Yeah, I know he like twenty thirty one. Yeah, he 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 makes more than that bumbling idiot in the oh Rupp Arena. Our basketball coach, yeah, <laughs> coach uh, John Calipari. Yeah, yeah, bumbling idiot as I call John Calamari. <laughs> he, he uh, I don't think he knows the difference between X's and O's. And, I, and I'm not talking about coaching. I'm talking about like the literal letters. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that, but this is a football. I mean, this is football. This is a basketball. Yeah, we don't want to. Talk. Yeah, we don't want to. You don't want to go on to UNL <laughs> basketball right now, because buddy, you have no room to talk. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I guess I'll give you some stuff on Kentucky coaches too. Well, Mark's definitely keeping his job. Yeah, but, Mark. Man, well, Mark is like Mark and Brad White are pretty. Dead. Brad White and Vince Merrow are both kind of looking into the. I know they're both getting interviewed for. The Cincy head coaching position. Yes. I could maybe see Brad taking that. 
But I mean, Vince is a candidate, but I don't think Vince is really gonna take that spot. I think he's one of the highest paid assistants in college football. So is is Vince Merrow? Is he a coordinator or is he Titan? He's Titans coach, but his main focus on staff is our recruiting. I mean, he would kill it at Cincinnati because we recruit out of Ohio pretty much. Yeah, Ohio is our biggest recruiting state, so he they both would kill it. But I don't see them leaving this season. I see Brad White. I don't see Brad White taking that job, especially after he turned down the LSU job last offseason to stay at Kentucky as the defensive coordinator. So I don't see him going anywhere. Um, Kentucky's been very lucky with coordinators until this season uh, with Sir Rich Scangarello. Uh, what were your thoughts on Rich this year? Well, you know, I I, I keep up with Kentucky. I mean, pretty well, just because yeah. I like to watch them fail. We live rent-free in your head. But... Uh, you know, I've watched the first few games. You know, Kentucky always seems to struggle with those FCS lower Division One teams. We tend to play to our opponent's level. Yeah, like that Northern Illinois game. Like, it was like a seven-point game. And, like, Rich would, like, run, like... I mean, I make fun of Zap for running the inside zone. But that's kind of, like, his staple. But, like, Rich just, like... Screen, run, run, and completion. <laughs> punt. And he might run play action, but it's like this. it's like this elaborate, like motion rollout mm-hmm. of like a fake jets thing it's just it's, like it's so yeah. complicated where like he really you, i mean just mix it up just run out of the shotgun i mm-hmm. feel like kentucky like recently they have but like they it was weird motions and play actions and runs up the middle and then you, you didn't have rodriguez your power back either yeah the first few games but still he just seemed like he was too complicated for what Kentucky had to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rich, just in general, it was just a disappointing hire. You know, I came in, they call him QB guru and all these sort of things. I didn't know anything about the guy. I did, however, read the other day that he was the OC at the Denver Broncos for one season, and they were 28th in offense in the league, and he got fired after one season. So he has a tendency to get fired after coaching for one season. So we'll see. It was just a. It was exciting to see him come in, and people were saying that he's going to be a really good offensive mastermind, kind of Liam Cohen type dude. You know, Levis helped handpick him, Cohen. He, you know, he was a guy that was very highly suggested, and just didn't pan out, didn't play well. It was a, it was a good thing for Kentucky to let him go because I think that he would have held back our offense. I mean, with these studs that we had on our offense with Dan Key, Barry L. Brown, Will Levis. Our biggest thing is we did not use Will Levis the way we should have. You know, he is a runner. He is a throw-the-ball deep guy and just didn't at this season. And that was a lot of pitfall. a lot of stuff set up in the backfield mm-hmm. or a lot of quick plays that could go for big but never did for Kentucky. And then the O-line. It's because Kentucky was running these like complicated sets Mm-hmm. And it didn't help that the O line wasn't good to begin with. Yeah. So when our, you so when you run those sets, it just makes it that much harder. Yeah, our O line was running some very complicated things this season, from what I heard. And then also, you know, we had a new coach, a new O line coach this season. We had our guy just dip out right at the end of the season, take recruits with them, and go to Bama. And so that that wasn't very fun. Eric Wofford, forget you, bro. Uh, but you know, we had, you know, I'm not gonna say we need to fire our offensive line coach this is his first year and not his recruits not his guys you know we'll get better it's just 
everything else was up minus our O-line, and that showed a lot this year. It was just with, between Levis getting just hammered every game and that sort of stuff. But just the offense in general, coaching wasn't great. Defense, we were perfect. We I know we let go. Our running backs coached. That was more of a recruiting thing because our, our running back room is not what it used to be. You know, we've gotten really lucky with two all-timers of Benny Snell and and um, Chris Rodriguez, and so that was lucky. But, um, yeah, I don't know who we're going to look at for that job. But And then our OC with Rich, I don't even know who we're going to bring in next. There was talks of Neil Brown. He got extended at West Virginia, surprisingly. I thought he was going to get fired this year. But, uh, I mean, West Virginia's been able to move the ball. Well, that's why I, I wouldn't mind Neil Brown to be our OC. He's a Kentucky guy. He was at Kentucky before he went to West Virginia. So that would have been cool to bring him back. Uh, honestly, I think Kentucky is really going to push after Liam Cohen again. He obviously things have not planned out very well at uh, in L.A. for him. So I can see Kentucky yeah, really, really going for him. Nothing is really planned out in L.A. for him. That's true. The, that team went from Super Bowl to sucky really quick. Um. I think Kentucky is going to make Liam Cohen say no to that job because I think they're going to heavy push after him. Yeah, because, I mean, the Kentucky offense in 2021 was... It was electric. Towards the second half of the season, yeah. It was, it was pretty... fun to watch. Very fun. It was not Louisville offense, you know. <laughs> hey, Sats, I, I, I like his... I mean, like, people get mad, but, like, you have to run the ball. When you run the ball, you know, you can't get five yards every play. So people I mean, Kentucky can get five yards every play with Chris Rodriguez. I mean, we don't we just don't I mean our, our I mean we we do, but when you run the ball as much as he does, I mean it's just it's difficult to get five yards every play. And then it doesn't help that we don't have a capable quarterback um behind the sticks. Um But yeah, uh that was that's pretty much all that happened in uh, college football. Uh, sorry for being gone for so long, and uh, Zach, uh, Zach, the co-host Zach is uh, still alive. He just uh, couldn't make it this week. But well, I thought it'd be fun to have a Kentucky fan's <laughs> view of, of this whole thing. I that's guess. that's not uh, you know, hey, you never know. That's that that's not a KSR call-in, you know, moron. No, I'm, 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 I think I'm not, I don't think I'm very obnoxious. I, I talk crap, but I do it all in the fun of the rivalry. Otherwise, I, I respect Louisville what they do. You know, they're in a bad school. I mean, historically, you guys are a pretty good athletic program, just in general. Basketball, and more football. basketball than football. But yeah, still. but I mean, you've played well in the football these past few years with Lamar and all that. You've had a good program. The Petrino, man. That's good. Petrino 2.0, oh, really. One of the best things I've ever seen. If he didn't have Lamar, I mean... Oh, yeah, Lamar made Petrino 2.0. Lamar left, and he, like, could barely beat Western Kentucky. Kentucky used to be like that, too. It's okay. And we could beat him now, but I'm just saying... Now, yeah. Maybe not in basketball. Doops his first game as a, as a Wildcat head coach. He lost to Western, actually. What, like 49-3? to I don't remember. It was a little bit before my time. Uh, I was still pretty young. Mark came in, but yeah, we lost. That was the uh, start of the Mark Stoops era. It was a 
a killing by Western Kentucky <laughs> at Nissan Stadium. You can only Nissan. At Nissan, we used to play. We used to open up the season with them at Nissan. Yeah, we, we played them at Nissan. We did in 2019. We won, obviously. Yeah, because, you know, I hope so. I hope so. Hey, Bailey Zappi, man, starting quarterback for the. No, he had those like two good games with the Patriots. They like their white quarterback. Two, over there. two good games. Hey, that's the same. Set hey, I think he's the he's the next Tom Brady. We had we have to do we have to. That's what everybody was thinking. We that? have the Drew Bledsoe and Mac Jones, my favorite quarterback in the league, and then we have Bailey Zappi. Oh, Bill Belichick, like he loves his white quarterbacks. Post press conference, they were like, "Did you take uh, what's his name, Matt Mac Mac Jones? Did did you take Mac Jones out to?" No, uh, we're just rotating quarterbacks now. I'm <laughs> like, okay, it's not because he's it's, it's not because he was playing bad. It's because you know he's just insane. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, anything else you want to add here? Because right, that's pretty much all. I didn't say anything? But it's fun to be on here. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, uh, this has uh, been Beyond the Bill podcast. Uh, hopefully, we'll be a little more uh, consistent with you guys in the coming weeks. Uh, Basketball season, baby. Yeah, so it should be fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll see you guys next time. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Go cats, baby. Go cards. Go cards.